There is a strong emphasis in the gospel today, very strong emphasis from the Lord on the importance of how he views um, children in the world. And I think uh, this can be applied maybe in a general sense, you know, while all of us are, are children of God, right? Uh, but also in a particular sense, I, I think Jesus is especially focusing on how we can scandalize and impact the young ones. And so uh, this point was driven so incredibly uh, uh, harshly uh, that I want to go over some of the times that Jesus mentioned this in the gospel today. I'm going to read through the different references that Jesus made about children, just to drive this point even stronger. So he said, Unless you become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever humbles himself like this child, he will be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. He who receives such a child in my name receives me. It is better to be drowned in the depths of the sea with a great millstone than to lead a little one to sin. Woe to the man by whom the temptation comes. See that you do not despise one of these little ones. Their angels always behold my Father's face. And it is not the will of my Father who is in heaven that one of these little ones should perish. I, I like to go through these readings, especially if a couple has lost a young child, uh, to show how much God really wants to receive the little ones uh, to, his, to his heart. Uh, but in general, the point is made pretty clear here of the insistence on how we take care of our young ones, right? It's very clearly uh, being put forth. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of different directions you can go, and I'm going to go in the direction in this homily of instructing us and how we are to be good parents. Now, this homily obviously applies to people like the parents here, the grandparents, but even the future parents that are here, which is, I think, all of us, even if you're an aunt or an uncle who take care of uh, your nieces or nephews, or even me in a spiritual way. You can see there's a fatherhood. But I want to talk about, in a very uh, understandable way, how we're supposed to be parenting. And the best way to do that is to look exactly at what the wisdom of the church says, accumulated wisdom of 2,000 years. And so I'm going to read to us just two references right off the bat. Two references. Okay, the first is from the Catechism of the Catholic Church, paragraph 22-23, and the other is from a document of the church called Catechesi Tradende. Okay? So the first one. They're very short, by the way, references, and they're very packed, uh, full of uh, intentional wording. So let's not miss this wording. CCC, the Catechism of the Catholic Church. Parents have the first responsibility for the education of their children. That's, that falls on the parents first. Second, from the Catechesi Tradende. Family catechesis. Catechesis, by you, the word catechesis, when you see the word catechism, it's a place of being taught. Catechist is a teacher, so just replace the word with teaching. So family catechesis precedes, that is, it comes first, accompanies and enriches all other forms of catechesis. First, it's in the family. Thus, there cannot be too great an effort on the part of Christian parents to prepare for this ministry of being their own children's catechists and to carry it out with tireless zeal. The service they are doing to catechesis is beyond price. So the first church is the home. 
Uh, we, we take it for granted that when we send our kids to Catholic schools or we send them to communion or catechism, I'll tell you, way too often have I met somebody that has said, I went to a Catholic school talking like they know this, that, and the other, and they know jack squat. And they show it, especially by the way they're living. So it's not going to safeguard your children by just sending them to a school or to the church. So um, I want to just summarize. What's the goal you want to achieve with your children? What's the goal? Obviously, you have that responsibility over them until they reach the age of maturity to be able to take care of themselves, which, as we know, that age is getting higher and higher, unfortunately. Uh, But typically, it's traditionally around the age of 18. So what's the goal by the time they're 18 that we want to achieve? Okay, that goal is that by the, the time they reach the age of maturity, they're equipped with an adequate knowledge of their Catholic faith and sufficient virtues to live in a Catholic life, like good morals. So knowledge and morals. Right? They want to have that formed within them by the time they're mature enough. Pretty clear. That, that's the end goal of you raising your children. Awesome, very clear, very to the point. And so there's a million ways this can be talked about. This is, this is like... Yeah, every single category of way that we can talk about this can, can last, you know, a, year, a year-long homily. But for your convenience, this will only be an 8 to 10 minute homily because I care about you and your attention span. Alright? You're welcome. So, the first, uh, the, rather, the two ways that we want to go about this uh, is through how we impact our children through knowledge and our psychology. Okay, how we impact our children. The first one with knowledge. The first one with knowledge. Uh, Parents really take for granted and not teaching these kids certain their kids certain things. For example, I don't see it almost at all that parents talk to their kids about the differences between mortal and venial sin. They don't teach their kids about the virtues, and they don't teach their kids, especially in regards to matters of the sixth and ninth commandments, which are about uh, impurity, continence, and sex. Um, if they don't teach them that, then oftentimes what happens is they're left to the mercy of the school, right? Which God knows God have mercy on those children if they're left in that direction with all the insanity that's taking place right now. Uh, I know that Chaldean parents are very uncomfortable talking about this issue with their kids because they call me when things go wrong and they don't know how to address them with their kids and they are really more uncomfortable and nervous than their kids are about this conversation. I remember when my dad had this conversation with me one time. We were in the car on the way to church with my siblings in the car, and he said, don't bring a girl home pregnant. Right, that was the sex talk I had. So, as you can imagine, a lot of our parents are similar. But back to the knowledge, I think it's important for us to really take the perspective of knowing that your kids are rational creatures. Right? They have intellect. And so it's important when you teach them about the faith, not just to say, this is what the church says, or the faith says to do this, but to explain why. I, I really I come from that generation where that, that started coming up, you know? Understand what you're told. Challenge what you're told. What's the reason behind it? And I think that's a great thing to do, actually. Uh, but it, it assumes that you know what you're teaching. You understand why the church teaches what she does. And so it's important for the parent to be able to, to explain and teach why and how we're called to do certain things. Now, what's the purpose of that? Um, 
I think this is really important, especially in regards to matters of schooling. Right now, where the, a lot of our, our um, schools are, are crossing the boundaries of telling us about religion, telling us about you know, uh, false science, uh, telling us about uh, crossing the realm of politics way too often. People get nervous when the word politics comes out of a priest's mouth. You should see how much it comes out of your teacher's mouths. And about ideologies, right? This is taking place way too much. And so uh, it's, re- it's really important for us to equip our kids well. I just want to give a quick shout out to Father Brian. Uh, Father Brian Casa, who was here before. And um, this Wednesday, he'll be doing uh, a very awesome uh, session called Opt Out of Rogue Sex Ed, which is an uh, uh, initiative taken by a bunch of lawyers. Uh, this is going to be taking place this Wednesday at Mother of God Church from 7 to 8.30 p.m., uh, just on how parents can be educated to opt out of certain of these uh, off-the-wall teachings that are starting to come up. Either way... Uh, it's important for us to go back to, like, you know, how can we dialogue using reason with our kids to teach them uh, why we believe what we believe in. The other idea is uh, psychology. Psychologically speaking, um, if you tell your kids the, of the importance of going to confession, if you tell them of the importance of going to Mass, but you don't actually do that, then your kids are going to learn based off of their observation. That's how people learn generally based off of observation, not just off of fact-feeding. And so if the parent's not doing it, if the parent's not going to confession or going to Mass, it's likely going to be the case your kids aren't going to be doing that either. So overall, um, I think it's important just to take a step back to reinforce what's going on with what Jesus is saying about the importance of our children and how it's not the will of the Father for any of them to perish, for any of them to go astray. It's of high importance I just want to tell you from what I've seen. I've been working with youth groups for almost 20 years now, about 19 years. And I'm going to call out our middle schoolers and high schoolers right now. And I want you to hear this. Uh, I'm calling them out to the parents right now. I'm talking to the parents. Uh, Maybe you see what I'm seeing. I hope you do. But my observation, I've seen that there is a very alarming fragility and sensitivity in our children. They are super weak. It's scary. They are overcoddled. They're overspoiled. They're overspent on. And I know that a lot of this is coming from a place where because you grew up or your parents grew up in a place where it was tough and you want to provide for them what you couldn't get. But I know you've heard the saying, Right? Good times produce weak people. And if you want to know how to mature for yourself and for your kids, there's only one way to mature, and that way is through pain and suffering. That's how you've matured. That's how I've matured. And I just want to point that out, because the psychology of which we're teaching our kids, by example, how we're handing down things on a silver spoon, is alarmingly damaging to our children. The book of Proverbs says the rod of discipline saves the child. I'm not saying you need to be over harsh on your kids or something. When they do good, you reward them. When they do bad, you show them that it wasn't good. I, had, I talked to a few teachers this week from different school districts, and they told me the number one issue they have with Chaldean parents is when they call what an issue with their child, the parent immediately denies, my child would never do that, immediately. And you're, you're disabling the moral compass in your children when you do that. 
when you automatically assume that they are perfect and come to their defense. And so it's super important for us to safeguard what's, going, what's happening right now, the direction things are going in, and to provide a very healthy atmosphere and environment for our kids to grow. That's, that's what your job is as the first church. The primary catechesis is at home. So I really want you to challenge yourself and to see what kind of environment you're teaching. Before I close this, I do want to say one more thing. I did have an issue with one school this week who was assigning a book to their student, which was extremely blasphemous, which is extremely, uh, has, has, has a lot of uh, raunchy content. It's very, very, uh, I, I won't say to you what, what was in that book because it will make your stomach turn and it's honestly not appropriate to say here. Uh, that got taken to the principal and that was removed from the curriculum. And now I'm in communication with that superintendent. My point is, I know you care about your kids. I think this community does an amazing job with being involved with their kids' lives. But we have a power as a community. And if this kind of stuff happens in your school, don't be afraid to bring it up. I know we're on the same page. But we have such an impact of influence in our local community. So let's use our voice. If you have any issue, I know we're going to band together. So we'll take this initiative to safeguard our children, especially with this crap proposal 3 coming up. We reject that. Obviously, this is the time. It's coming very soon. And we'll really take to consideration what Jesus is insisting on over and over and over. Seven or eight references in one gospel passage about the safeguarding the future of our children. So I pray that we can have a good Catholic culture in our homes and therefore keep our kids from eternal damnation. Amen.